I wanted to pick a special car for my special guest today. I thought about it and thought about it. Since I couldn't find an Italian car, I went with a Mini. It's European, has way more packed into it than you think. It's fast, it's fun, it has a lot of heart, and it will definitely put a smile on your face, just like Mario. I've known Mario Bernadoni since he opened his first restaurant on the west side of Farmington many years ago. We've talked some since then, but we've never had the chance to really sit down and chat it out. He's busy, I'm busy, but the time has come. I want to find out what causes a structural engineer from Massachusetts to move to Farmington, New Mexico and open an Italian restaurant. What path in life leads to that decision? I'm so glad he did because I love, love, love his food and his company. There are lots of things I want to know, but mostly I just want to know what happens when you stuff two highly caffeinated, somewhat crazy men into a tiny car all morning. That has to produce some laughs. Something good's on the menu here. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. 505 Motorsports in Farmington is awesome. They sell vehicles of all makes and models, as well as four-wheelers, motorcycles, boats, RVs, and more. They even offer in-house financing and co-signment. If you want your vehicle to shine like a diamond inside and out, it doesn't get any better than Blue Diamond Auto Spa. From a quick and easy wash and go to a full detail, they're the best in Farmington. Give your vehicle a day at the spa. So we ready? Ready. ready. So we just picked you up from your restaurant. Yes. It is called, say I'm, I'm, I'm pronouncing this correctly, right? Is Maybe. it Trattoria? Trattoria, actually. Trattoria. Yeah, Trattoria okay. is the Italian pronunciation. I do say Trattoria. Okay. Trattoria. Sometimes I mix it up. Okay. Trattoria di Bernadone. Perfect. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What would you like? I'm going to have a double espresso. Double espresso. Okay. And um, I'm going to do a mocha. 16, no whipped cream. You want me to pay for this, Kevin? No, no, I got it. All right, well, You're you cover this and we'll go to lunch at my place. <laughs> I know a good place. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. We just botched the whole thing. <laughs> Get the coffee. Wait, is that the theme of the show? <laughs> like you, you know, I don't know how you use it. Like elves, they could probably work these things. <laughs> oh, shoot, I'm in trouble. <laughs> this whole setup is magic. Why am I in the car getting a coffee? This is out of my routine. I'm it's still ready for another double espresso. It actually slows me down. <laughs> double espresso? I don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. You were born and raised in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yes. Italians that immigrated into the United States, they came into New York. Right. And then the overflow um, went north and south from there and my grandfather when he came over in 1910 um, had an, a job opportunity and that put him a couple hours north of New York City cool and so that's how we we uh, settled in in uh, Massachusetts my grandparents uh, you know were born in Italy and a lot of my father's uh, sisters and brothers were uh, born in Italy but my father was born in New York City he was the sixth of seven 
in, in the family. Okay. So he was born in America. Of course, he grew up uh, speaking Italian to the degree that he felt left out in America. He wanted to become Americanized very quickly. Right. So he would go home and say, hey, Ma, why, why, why we don't have uh, uh, hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> like everybody else? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, he, he had it. When he was young, he wanted to become uh, American. And when he was older, he treasured his Italian roots. And so I, I felt that, um, that connection. I think that's normal. I think when you're, when you're a kid, one of the most important things for you is to fit in. And so if you're living in America, you don't know anything about tradition and roots and all that kind of thing. You just want to fit in. You want to be like your friends, like the people that you're hanging out with. And, and then once you become an adult, you realize the importance of those roots and, and the heritage, tradition, yeah, tradition, all that. So. That's exactly true. My, yeah. my grandparents, they lived in America for 60 or 70 years before they passed away and never spoke uh, English. They, wow. they lived in their own little Italian community and they lived like they did uh, in Italy, right? right? They did the same things. They farmed, they raised animals, and they supported the family very simply. Huge family yes. and all living on the same, well, not, maybe not all, but uh, many of them living on the same street. Yeah, that right. was that was a blessing. I didn't real. I thought everybody grew up that way, but uh, right. I had uh, four uncles and three aunts on the same street, and all of their families. Um, we had houses one after the other. My grandfather had bought parcels of land, and he set up each of his uh, his sons in a, in a house. And so all my cousins grew up on the same street, and uh, that was that was tremendous because oh, yeah. I could walk to my grandmother's house or any of my aunt's houses. And it really explains my body shape. I'll, I'll never be skinny because every time I went into the house, <laughs> of any of my relatives, manja, manja, they pinch my cheek. You're getting too skinny. Yeah. Your mother doesn't feed you at home. <laughs> All these kind of things. Like, no, no, my mother said don't eat anything when you go to your aunt's house. No, it was an insult. It was yeah. like, you had to eat you something. You have to. So I learned that was how they expressed their love and, right. and why we... You know, right. I believe in that to this day. Oh, that is awesome. Your dad was a contractor? Yes. And and ran a restaurant as well with, with uh, yeah. your godfather? Um, with my godfather, it, it, um, you know, my grandfather was a stonemason. I got to go back to him oh, because wow. all the, the three boys grew up laying stone and building fireplaces and walls and these kind of things. And then um, my uncle, who was my godfather... You know, he was always looking for an easy way out. He thought cooking, and that's what he enjoyed doing. And so he yeah. uh, he, he gravitated towards being in the kitchen. I think from his military experience, he yeah. was probably a cook in the military. And so uh, they opened up a restaurant when I was around 10 years old. My father, uh, you know, got into this thing, and um, and the whole family did. They all pulled together and made their own pasta. And oh, by awesome. hand, it wasn't, you know, like right. my restaurant, we use machinery. But, um, you know, they did everything by hand. So it was a, quite an experience. That's awesome. And so, so you also worked with your dad um, sometimes as a, as a contractor? In yeah. Contractor work. I, I thought I would take over his building business, actually. Okay. When I was 18 years old, I did really well in high school, but um, I wasn't motivated to fill out the applications. I was a procrastinator. <laughs> and so I was swinging a hammer in the summer between... Uh, high school and when I should have gone to college with a 4.0 and uh, and you know really high marks and and I never applied to any school and it got to the point where my father was um, you know saying 
you ought to go to college. I don't know why you're wasting your time swinging a hammer. And so yeah. I finally got myself to college, and that was a good situation. You know Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, I studied martial arts. Yeah, see, I, um, it's Some a crazy thing. I, yeah, I studied uh, Shaolin Kung Fu for a couple years under a Chinese master. It was so bad. I was his only um, student. He could barely speak English. Yeah. And... Um, some guys from New from the New York Chinese Mafia came up <laughs> to give him an uh, ass kicking. Can I say that on yeah, TV? Yeah. I don't know. And uh, my martial art in martial arts instructor was so good. He he put six guys in the hospital. Dude. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. He was about five foot five, but he was wow. uh, he was serious. So you also know how to play the guitar. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I don't play that often anymore. Uh, I have these small hands, and that was always a, an impediment. Oh, I for never me. thought about that. It would be difficult. Yeah, More difficult with smaller but, hands. But I, there are, but I overcompensate with effort. I guess. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> had a great time with it. It's it's been a good, uh, you know. It's always been a therapeutic thing for me. Yeah. Know, to play some songs, sing some songs, write some music. So at some point, you ended up being an intern with General Dynamics. Yes. We're doing what there, exactly? I was a, a structural designer for a summer, and um, my superior uh, said, you got to design this mezzanine, uh, which is a, a second story level um, floor system that would support um, some warehousing. They wanted to store some things. Okay. But I, I made the guy miserable because I kept asking him, well, what's being stored up there? How much does it weigh? How big is the area? And I asked so many questions that uh, he said, you know, I'm going to get somebody over here to take you down there so you can look at it and you can figure all that out and just finish this design. So I was a thorn in his side, yeah. which I can be. Anyway, um, this, uh, this gal who was ranking, and I don't know what her rank was in the Navy, but she was a she was a spitfire. She picked me up, and we go for this ride in the in the uh, forest of um, Connecticut. And anybody who's been back east, there's yeah. lots of trees there. Yeah. And we're on these little back roads. I didn't even know where we were going. And we show up at this little red schoolhouse, and I'm like, "This is a Navy <laughs> facility." But then we we go in past the gate, and she had to use all her credentials to get through the doors. It was like get smart, get smart. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know where I was going. I'm down two floors, and this this thing opens up underground, and um, I'm in this room where the Sea Wolf Two prototype yeah. is, and I'm looking at this thing, and it's like Star Trek. I mean, it was way ahead of its time, and I'd never seen anything like this. And you're like. Are you going to have to kill me now? Is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know I'm a student intern and I don't have any security badge? Is this what, what am I, I doing here? You know? Is this what I get for being a thorn in his side? Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was funny. She's like, even the admiral hasn't been here yet. So were you doing that while you were in college? Yeah, when I was getting my master's degree, I worked uh, I worked for a, for a summer for General Dynamics. So you were at, um, you got your master's from the University of Rhode Island. Yeah, that's that's kind of strange because uh, when the uh, the chair of the department ran into me and in, in when I was taking a summer course, mm -hmm. he said, hey, Bernadone, um, you want to get your master's degree? And I thought he was talking to the wrong guy <laughs> because I had, you know, I had uh, plotted through my undergraduate degree with some, you know, I didn't do real well in the first few years. I didn't know how to study. And then I did really well my last couple of years. And they saw some potential in me. 
which I didn't see in myself. And so when they asked me to get a master's degree, I thought, you know, either the everyone else had refused or they made a mistake. <laughs> and and so I accepted. I didn't have a job, and yeah. I became a teaching assistant. It was really, really tremendous to, to go through that. You went to California in, what, 89? Uh, I went in 90... Let me see, it would have been 91. Oh, okay. Yeah, the... Um, the, the, the California Department of Transportation was recruiting engineers across the whole country. I think they hired 900 engineers in one year, um, a couple years after the Loma Prieta earthquake where the, um, the Bay Bridge, um, a span had collapsed right, right during the World Series, if people remember watching the yeah. San Francisco uh, Giants playing against the Oakland Athletics. That World Series, um, there was an earthquake. Anyway, um, I was, they hired 300 engineers from the state of California and 600 from across the country. They were looking for advanced degrees. And when they came on campus um, at the University of Rhode Island, I signed up and I was lucky enough to get a job. I, wor I was working at a Rhode Island Department of Transportation at the time. And uh, they did like a consultant overview okay. a job. And that wasn't attractive to me. I wanted to be a designer. So yeah. when Caltrans came on board, I signed up. So for the state of California, I uh, I worked um, as a as a bridge engineer designing bridges, and then um, I also got a chance to maintain bridges and inspect the construction of new structures. Right, it was great. But for me, it, you know, in my self uh, self interested self, I said, "Hey, I got a chance to go surfing. Right, I'll work for Caltrans. <laughs> I can surf the California waters." So. <laughs> That's why I really took the job. <laughs> so, so contracting, engineer, uh, all this stuff, um, kung fu, playing a guitar, and you're like, why not surfing too, man? I just keep adding to the resume. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem. No, no, no doubt. I don't awesome. know what I don't know what I'm supposed to be. That's called living life, man. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. But it was also pretty fateful going to California. That's where you met Laura. Yes. Yes. So how did uh, that come about? Um, and for people that don't know, Laura is your wife. Yeah. Twenty three years. Now? Laura's my wife for twenty three years. Nice. We have nine nine children together, so uh, we better make it work, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Laura is the best part of my life. Um, you know, I, I met her in a prayer group. I decided to uh, you know cut curtail on my wild lifestyle. I was riding a motorcycle and, you know, living life large and yeah. uh, decided to slow down a little bit. And I, I joined a prayer group and, and I met my wife. And, um, you know, it was an experience where, you know, it was a, an epiphany, I guess. Yeah. That um, this was the girl for me and, uh, and there would be no other. And so, um, you know, I was happy that she... Uh, could see through my many faults. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones that, that, that you end up with. Yes. The ones that see through your faults. Exactly. You know? I guess that your faults don't define you. Exactly right. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Ken. You're so positive. <laughs> <laughs> they're the flavor. They're the, they're the spices. The that make me. <laughs> yes. That makes me who I am. We're all just a hunk of meat. We've yeah. got to add spices to that, and that's what makes us who we are. <laughs> that's the flavor. <laughs> that's the flavor. So so while you were in California uh, with Laura, you, you guys had a farm. Five, yes. Five-acre farm? Yes. Grass Valley. 
Yeah, at the time, uh, you know, as an engineer, I had a, a routine schedule. I knew what my budget was, and yeah, and uh, I had a lot of free time, and so we worked really hard to um, to develop a, an you know an independent farm that we could we could survive off of basically. And so, and so that so that people get a grasp of that, we're not talking about a couple of tomato plants. Oh no! And a pumpkin patch. No, no, no. No. We had a seventy-five foot by seventy-five foot fenced-in garden. We had nine-foot um, tomato plants, stalks about two inches in diameter right. that I used to cut down at the end of the summer with yeah. a chainsaw. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was serious. We were canning everything, drying things. We were making our own prosciutto from from uh, pork quarters. We were. We had rabbits, we had chickens, we had goats, we had fresh eggs. Um, we were making our own cheese from the goat milk. I mean, we had we had fish in our pond. It was a it was a tremendous little farm. Wine? We would make our own wine. Yeah. We had a 300 vine vineyard. <laughs> we had an orchard that had nuts, pistachio nuts, um, almonds. Uh, we had uh, kiwi fruit. We had. You know, any anything that would grow, basically, I planted. I said, we're going to have some of these. <laughs> I like these. Let's plant them. Yeah. My kids yeah. would go outside, and they, uh, you know, they'd go outside. My, you know, Anthony and Marcelino were like four and three at the time. They'd go outside, and uh, they'd come in for lunch. My, my, my wife would uh, call them in. And uh, she'd say, okay, um, I made you some sandwiches. And they'd say, oh, our bellies are full. <laughs> they had eaten. Their faces were purple and their, their bellies were full of blackberries. They're outside. They were just chowing down. Chowing down on the fruit. <laughs> oh, man. You know, if you're going to snack, that's the way to snack. Oh, it was all natural. It was uh, yeah. delicious. And uh, how could they resist? <laughs> those, yeah. those little guys. <laughs> And so you're doing the same thing here. You have a farm up in Plata. Yeah, it's it's not quite smaller. the same. Yeah, smaller scale, and um, we don't have the growing season in the soils. But I'm doing my best. I, they told yeah. me I couldn't grow Zinfandel uh, vines over here, and <laughs> I have a little small, uh, you know, 30 vine vineyard yeah. right now that will produce uh, 30 gallons of wine eventually. Nice. And um, you know. But when I say eventually, I'm 10 years into this thing, and, and, and we're not harvesting anything yet. But we don't give up. We keep fighting. Right. We will overcome That's nature. That's exactly right. I will persevere. I will have wine. Uh, very exciting day when you're like, oh, great. Yeah. There oh, is a we have grapes now, but okay. mostly the birds. Uh, yeah. Them. We need to do the netting, and you sure. know, we have to get this... I haven't spent a lot of time. To be honest, I planted them. I didn't have irrigation at the time. And right. So I've been fighting a few things. Now I have irrigation, um, and I, I have more time. So I'm going to be able to, this this spring, I say, I'm going to have a, a tremendous garden. But we have donkeys. We have chickens. We have rabbits. Right. Um, we, we, we like the thought of, um, you know, producing some things off our own property. And I want my children to grow up with that um, yeah. ethic and with that. That idea that they can do it. They don't have to be dependent. Exactly. But you came out here when it was 2005? 2005. So so what, you you wanted to kind of um, slow down from the California pace. Yeah. Um, which is the reason why moving away from California. But, but what brought you to farming to here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, we had four children and we had decided, you know, as beautiful as California is, the geography is amazing. 
and and our farm was incredible. I wish I mm -hmm. could have just cut the top of that yeah. no loft and out here. haul it out here, <laughs> you know, and, and captured that weather. But um, you know, for us, um, you know, raising a simple family, we wanted a simple uh, town to match who we were, mm -hmm. and. Um, we didn't know about New Mexico. We didn't, you know, when we yeah. first moved here, our our in-laws and our relatives are saying, what language do they speak in New Mexico? <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're like, hey, if we have to learn Spanish, we're going to do whatever we have to do. That's, but, that's, that's a typical East Coast uh, yeah. viewpoint of New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Where is New Mexico? Is that... Uh, do you have other? your passport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but what happened was uh, we knew some people in California that moved back home to Farmington, oh, okay. which is, you know, sure. I've heard that story about a thousand times now where yeah. people leave, they discover the big city, and then they come right back to Farmington. Right. The, you know, the people in this town should be very proud uh, about where where they are because this is a special um, town in the United States of America. I've lived on the East Coast yeah. in Massachusetts, Rhode Island. I've lived in California. I've traveled across the whole country uh, through my years, and uh, I love Farmington because of its simplicity and the fabric of the community here. Yeah. And I know you feel the same way, Ken. You know, when we've talked, you're, you're, you know, you're a lightning rod in the community, but you, you know, you could live anywhere, but why do you choose to live here? I, I feel that this is the place I belong after all the That's, different places I've been. You and Laura, nine kids? Nine yeah. children, yeah. And you homeschool all of them? We homeschool our kids, yeah. So nine kids, you're homeschooling all of them, you run a farm and a restaurant. Yeah, there's something the matter with us. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> we are not normal. Uh, uh, we, go, we go to therapy once a week, that helps out. Do you have time for therapy? <laughs> yeah, we don't really know all of the kids, but yeah. the, most of them we know. Who are the you older again? Ones. Yeah. <laughs> When's your birthday? Oh shoot, we forgot again. <laughs> no, it's not like that. Laura's tremendous at remembering birthdays. I don't know yeah. how she does it. It must be her phone or something. <laughs> Alarms these days. But yeah, they, um, it's a good life, uh, you know, having this many children around us. And you know, people say it's not possible to raise that many kids. But uh, you know, we 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 changed the diapers early on. Now they help us out in the restaurant. Right. And, and we wanted to have a family business. We didn't we didn't go into this. Uh, for ourselves as much as we did for the whole family let's let's do this together and so that's right. what we have that's awesome yeah it is awesome you know as i look back on my life i'm really pleased as at, at how it's worked out you know all the different experiences like yeah. you're talking about they make me who i am and uh and i i hope everybody else feels that same way you know that's part of doing this show is that um there are so many people that we see, we may see them every day, and we haven't the slightest clue what they've gone through in their life yes. and the experiences that they've had. And I knew some of yours, and yes. then reading your bio, I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, Jerry, come look at this. Dude. So that's pretty cool. So I like, I like to let people know the interesting characters that are roaming the same streets as us every day. I'm going to give you a new title, Ken. You are the can opener. <laughs> Open up the can and get the whole experience of each yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. That's tremendous. So it's cool. like we're blood brothers separated from birth or something. You're my long lost brother. I know, I know. We don't hang out enough. That's awesome. I really like um, who you are as a person and uh, and just a super interesting guy and I found out even more interesting than I already thought and uh, we've had some kind of crossover sort of experiences yeah. and whatnot and uh, 
so I thought, man, I've got to put him on the show. Yeah, Definitely. when Ken says interesting, he really means crazy, and he likes crazy people, <laughs> Crazy people like crazy people. Yeah! <laughs> they feel comfortable with them. Crazy loves company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're insane, I'm insane. Hey, we're both insane. That's great. Yeah, and the company can't be normal company because no. they no. don't get it. Hey, you know what? If you get to know anybody... I think we're all a little bit nuts, aren't we? Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. That's what makes us special and uh, yeah. unique. We're all crazy. We're a bunch of nuts <laughs> on this planet. That's why we're trying to get on the planets. Let's get up. There's too much craziness. Let me go to, let me go to the moon or Mars. I'm out here in Mars now. I'm going to Saturn. <laughs> Mars isn't far enough. Well, hey, Ken, man. I really enjoyed some witness. I don't know it's so much fun. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, Ken's Think Tank is a web series talk show recorded in video format and converted to audio for this podcast. Find all video and audio episodes at kensthinktank.com. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com